You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. With your host, Sean Joshi. And what a Sunday it was, ladies and gentlemen. From Westeros to motherfucking Augusta, Georgia, it happened. It finally fucking happened. Mark Saratella, can you believe it? It's been a long, long journey. 14 years. We went from this. No, 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 no. Here's what's going to happen. He is not ever going to win another tournament. I don't think we'll ever see Tiger Woods win the golf tournaments again. He's showing up at these tournaments pretty much knowing that he's he's not going to be there. The short game is gone. His health is gone. The next press release Tiger Woods should release should be I'm retiring. I have considered him now for the last five, six years a former golfer. Ha! He lost. Just give up while you're ahead. Retire with some dignity. Tiger Woods that we all knew. He will never, ever be that guy again. Of course, to this moment. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. Do you feel that? I do feel that. Do you feel that? That's the sound of my sports erection hitting the desk, Mark Saratella. All those people are hitting a Trump rally later that night. (laughs) Another torn. Should I cheer for this black guy or chant build a wall? Tiger can bring us together. Yeah. Oh, it was such a beautiful moment. I spent that whole Sunday just like laying in a post-coital ecstasy, like too numb to move, like in the kind of state of bliss, like you're unburdened after years and years and years of not having release, you know, pondering the strength of the human spirit and endurance (laughs) while also pondering the limit of the human body. How was your Sunday, Mark? The masturbators. (laughs) How was your Sunday, Mark? It was great. From uh, white people to white walkers. It was it was one of the best Sundays ever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the Masters, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs into Game of Thrones. Right, right, right. So you're just going to completely uh, ignore the scripted line that I wrote for you <laughs> to move I, this segment on along? 
Motherfucking Mark, you suck I at segment switches, I dude. I can't see the thing. Oh, my God. I, that's why I told you beforehand. It was an amazing thing, though, the Masters. It was a culmination of so much. I just want to say to two people in particular, Andrew Gigax and Colin O'Neill, you owe me fucking money. Colin O'Neill, when I came back from Prague, and I was there, and we were on the side of the house in 2012, and you said this motherfucker would never win again. I said, $60, Colin O'Neill, $60, and you said, Okay. And I haven't heard shit from you. I'm coming to collect, baby. I'm coming to Indiana, man. I'm coming to Indiana. Do you know why? Because I'm very poor and I need that 60 bucks. Colin O'Neill, give me that money. Of course. But it was great. It was such a, it was an amazing Sunday, like Mark said, from NBA playoffs to Tiger finally winning to Game of Thrones. You know, we had a lot going on, including uh, tornadoes in in Atlanta. So the CBS uh, weather girl or weather woman, what's the proper proper nomenclature these days? Uh, Weather stewardess. Weather stewardess. (laughs) She, uh, Ella Dorsey. So she uh, interrupts the Masters like in a critical moment, like on the 17th hole with like, uh, you know, updates about people's lives. Like, hey, there's a tornado coming to your fucking mobile home so what happens naturally in the age of twitter what do you think mark outrage outrage death threats <laughs> so she starts getting death threats for trying to warn people not to die right ella dorsey she says to everyone sending me death threats right now you wouldn't be saying a damn thing if a tornado was ravaging your home this afternoon lives are more important than five minutes of golf uh sometimes you know, if I'm in a mobile home and there's an F5 like Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, motherfucking Twister coming to my house and Tiger Woods is about to win his first green jacket, wait. You know, just wait. The tornado can wait. The tornado can wait. Yeah. Just let me know. Let me get in that. I want to be in it, man. But it was, uh, it was an amazing tournament in just the sense that it was such a classic Tiger major win in that he just outlasted everybody. You know what people forget about Tiger's majors? They think that, you know, it's always fireworks and, you know, he always won by 15 strokes like he did at Pebble Beach, which did happen. But most of his majors were just being there at the end, being in the lead on Sunday and letting the pressure take care of everybody else. Right. This was actually the I bet, I bet I bet you didn't know this, Mark. I bet you didn't know this. This was actually the first major that Tiger Woods won where he was not leading going into a Sunday. Oh, wow. Every other major Tiger had won, he had been leading on a Sunday, which is really kind of amazing. That he has to change now because now he has to, like, overcome the pressure because now there's a lot of pr- more pressure on him. There is a lot more yeah, pressure. And that's him. definitely a different mindset. He's like, it's like, I remember that famous uh, Steve Young moment. You know, we're talking about a guy, Jason, here, who's helping record the shows now. He's a Niners fan. That great Steve Young moment where he finally won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he goes, I got the monkey off my back. You know, you could just see that on Sunday. Um, but honestly, I did not think it was going to happen. Francisco Molinari looked so solid in that first round. You know, Tiger came out with that first birdie, and Francisco was just right there with him. And then you had Tiger have two bird bogeys, you know, within three holes after that. And I thought it was done. Francisco's marching away. And it, yeah. lo and behold, though. Yeah, it was definitely inspirational because it just feels like, you know, Tiger's been through a lot. A lot of it's yes. self-imposed, but most of the things that we go through in life are self-imposed. Most of the things that we go through in life are self-imposed. And you can collapse, and he didn't. And it, it, I actually drew like a lot of inspiration from him. I'm not, Did you? Yeah, I'm not normally. I've never guy. seen you so earnest. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, yeah, totally. Yeah, I go, okay, you know. Cause well, you've had personal challenges of your own, would you say? Yeah, I mean, transitioning on this podcast is one of my challenges. <laughs> <laughs> so, a huge, po- a huge yeah, challenge yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and he not only. Um, 
you know, those personal issues. He had that. He also had some police issues. But I think that really took it out of him. To be a guy who is respected in a way that Tiger was and, like, the place he had in society. To have that and then the Thanksgiving Day incident where his wife is chasing him with a golf club and then everything that fell out after that, all the tiger hoes coming out, you know, all the lewd texts where he's asking, do you like to get peed on? Do you like to lick ass? Like all this weird ass shit. You know what I mean? You got deep into the research. I I've never saw any of that. Oh, dude, I the mean, tiger texts are gnarly. You know what the worst part is? Like he just tiger's wanted a to freak. Be, he just wanted to be popular, right? Like yeah. he wanted to be like this, like almost like Jesus like figure. But he would have been more popular if he just led his true life that way. <laughs> if he let us in on this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just like a, a, a well, you a, know how it is. He probably John wa- Daly. He probably wanted to be married your tan John Daly. <laughs> he wanted to be married so he could get endorsements and stuff but this is the type of stuff people actually like so you like. think he should have just owned it and been on the cover of oh he could be president by now if he just Absolutely. leaned into it yeah leaned into it <laughs> yeah but I don't, I don't know I think for Tiger though he wants to be a good guy and I can tell you exactly what happened yeah. she had his phone <laughs> he locked himself in the bathroom she found a 7 iron and she found something on the phone and then she started swinging you know what I mean and she got into the bathroom. This is what happened just to back on Thanksgiving. Up. So he locked himself in the bathroom, and she she had his phone, and he she locked herself in the bathroom. You mean? No, no, okay. no. She f- had his phone. Okay. Was in his phone. Got it. Went, you know, saw something on the phone. Went, you know, ballistic. Yeah. And he was all hopped up on painkillers because of his fucking back. Yeah. He couldn't get away, so he locked himself in the bathroom so she right. wouldn't attack him. So she found her way into the bathroom. That's when he got into the Cadillac or the SUV and tried to back it out. Yeah. But she still had the seven iron. That's why she was hitting the Caddy or whatever it was, the yeah. Escalade. That's why it had all the damage. Plus and that's when Tiger pills. all zopped out, backed into the uh, <laughs> into the mailbox yeah. and everything. You know. So we went all from that in the Tiger hose to now he finally has more major wins than he does Tiger hose, which yeah. is great. That's funny. Which so is he, great. He thought he was all like speeding away, but he's on pills, so he's actually going like 13 <laughs> miles an hour. You know, she just caught him on foot. I mean, if you get caught by a white chick on foot, you're yeah, yeah. We I just realized you said all hopped up on pills. It should be there needs to be like a different expression, like pancaked down. Pancaked down on pills. Yeah, that's not. It's not. It's not like punchy enough. I I like where you're going with. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, think about it. You you could come up with new things. Maybe you'll you know start a new birthday like jump the shark or something. Yeah, but. it was it was such a great win, and then you know on the back nine, like I'm just sitting there watching with maybe with or without uh, a blunt that <laughs> that probably should have been roached maybe five minutes earlier, right? And when Molinari hit it in the sink twice, when he went full Kevin Costner in Tin Cup, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's when it started to dawn on me, like holy shit, this may just actually fucking happen and then on that par three when he hit that tight little shot oh my god and it rolled two feet from the fucking green i ain't never seen anything like that in my goddamn life i never jerked off to golf <laughs> transition I got to it. you got to it <laughs> You got to it, man. But I was talking to my dad, and he was like, oh, man, this is like when Obama won <laughs> the first term. You know, yeah. like that's the kind of feeling 
that it was like for Tiger fans and stuff. And my brother's immediate reaction was, oh, he must be fucking again, right? He's like, when all that went away and Tiger was losing, my brother's philosophy was he just needs that harem. Baby. He does. He needs his harem to That's be able part to celebrate. Of it, dude. Yeah. But Tiger knew, dude. Tiger knew the entire time it was going to happen. This is what he said after, after uh, the round on Thursday to Bill Rafferty. I've, I've shot 70 the last, you know, four times I've won the green jacket, and uh, it's off to a good start. I had a feeling you would know that. <laughs> and he did know it, and he was correct. And now for the fifth time that Tiger has shot a, a 70 in the first round, he has won a green jacket. And now the questions remain. Will Tiger get Jack Nicholas, the golden bear, is being hunted back once again? We're on the hunt, baby. I think he will. I think he will, too. Uh, actually, if you look at the majors this year, uh, he had success at, at all those courses. I think, I think the PGA is at a course he's won before or done very well at, and the U.S. Open is at motherfucking Pebble Beach, which is motherfucking Tiger's motherfucking home. Is it? Yeah, that's where he won by uh, 15 strokes, and that's where his last major win was uh, before this one, where he yeah. literally won on one leg. In a in a playoff with Rocco Mediat, so yeah. dude, it could be a good. I think I think Tiger totally has another shot at at another major this year. Um, but just like Tiger knew, one man, one thirty four year old man in Wisconsin knew as well, placing his first bet of his life. Oh yeah, with William Hill Sportsbook, he placed eighty five thousand dollars. That's amazing, and made one point one nine million on his very first fucking bet. Can you imagine the stress he went through that day? Amazing. Amazing. Can you imagine his wife? Dude, I was going through so much fucking stress and I had $10 down on the motherfucker. Did you really? Yeah, I had 10 down. I won 30. Okay, so it was kind of funny. So I'm hanging out at Laugh Factory late night upstairs between the Saturday and the Sunday rounds, right? I'm there with Tony Rock and Fraser Smith and I have my gambling up as I want to do. I go, oh shit, they're giving Tiger three to one right now. At what hole? A, a, just to win the tournament. This is like sa this is Saturday night at like one in the morning. Got you it. know what I mean? Because he's in the hunt. Yeah. So and Tony Rock goes, what? They're giving Tiger three to one. Shit, put some money down for me. And then he just hands me whatever he has in his pocket. So he gives me ninety bucks to put down. <laughs> Fraser hands me thirty. To put okay. down, so now I have all this action. Like I'm like the I'm like the sports book upstairs, basically. Yeah. I'm running an illegal bookie operation, and uh, and fucking Tony cashed out at 270, and Fraser cashed out at 90. I only got 30 bucks out of this fucking gig. I should have fucking put down more action. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so upset, man. This is where being worth more than ten dollars comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Colin O'Neill. I really need that 60 bucks, buddy. You know, you can Venmo me, you can PayPal, whatever you want. Um. What else was great? It was just a great leaderboard all the way, you know, on the first and second day. Like, the first two or three pages was all major winners. Like, even Phil yeah. was going off on the first day. Uh, Phil was playing with Matt Kuchar, who recently uh, made highlights because he won a tournament in Mexico. And he used a oh, local yeah. caddy. And it was like a $5 million purse or something. And he only tipped the caddy. Uh, five thousand bucks, which is yeah. like a point zero six percent take, wow. and there's like a standard rate of ten percent, you know. Yeah, but he was sure. giving him the MAGA rate, I guess, because he's in Mexico. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> was there's something condescending about it where you're just like, what? yeah, it's super condescending, right? Like yeah. it's like a known thing in golf. This is what 
you know the caddy gets or whatever and so phil is driving up uh magnolia lane and, <laughs> and he totally burns coocher this is what he says oh really yeah i want to see this weekend at the masters driving up magnolia lane There's nothing better than being in contention on the weekend of the Masters driving up Magnolia Lane. I've got a great pairing today with Matt Kuchar. Obviously, we're not going to have any side action today because I'd probably see like 0.06% if I did hit. <laughs> great day. I love his caddy, Woody. Solid burn by he, Phil, right? He's, fu- he's funny, dude. I bet Solid he quietly burn. parties pretty hard, too. Like, he seems like so? he's fun. Well, he fills the guy's titties. That's how you know he's having fun. Right. You don't, you don't see, like, Brooks Kepka out there as, like, a man. He's, like, a yeah. linebacker. You could soap up those titties late at night. Yeah. I mean, if you had to. In a pinch. <laughs> because, like, the new golfers, I, I, we kind of talked about it last week, but the new golfers all come from that school of Tiger, where Tiger is an athlete. Yeah. Before Tiger, it was like being a pitcher. Of course, there were pitchers right. that are athletes, but a lot of fucking pitchers are not athletes. They just do that one thing, and they do it fucking well. Yeah. But now, fucking... Brooks Kepka is like a motherfucking beast. He could be, you know, Jason Seahorn on, on, you know, the Giants or something. So these new golfers are jacked, right? But when you yeah. see one of the chunky boys, you know, your J.B. Holmes types, you know those boys like to party, right? Because they're not in the weight room. They ain't doing calisthenics. I'm loving your energy right now. I don't know who these people are. But I'm loving where your head's at, and I'm loving the excitement. <laughs> I'm seeing all your teeth. You got to know the golf names. I'm seeing all your teeth, and I like that. You're smiling. <laughs> Okay, what would you know more, golf, random golfers? I'm loving or this like, golf. Oh, or what? Random golfers or random NASCAR? Which one would you know more? Oh, random. Jesus, that's a tough. That's a tough one. Tommy, all right, I'm gonna We're name. All right, don't look at the screen. I'm okay, gonna perfect. Name three okay, NASCAR yeah. drivers. Okay. And name name, name three, and three people. golfers. No, name three people, and I'll guess if it's NASCAR or golf. Is that what you're okay, asking? Okay, 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 okay. Let me pull up okay, both NASCAR cool. and golf. Got it. Okay. This is what we call a spontaneous. Uh, yep. You know what I mean? It's either NASCAR, golfer, or white-collar criminal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? Yep. Tommy, can we get to a NASCAR or golfer quiz music? You know, the one that we always use. That was one of maybe your finest intro. Yeah. Nice. You're a little, a little master yeah, NASCAR medley. Little okay. Are you ready? The bar is low. Golfer, <laughs> golfer, or NASCAR driver. Okay. Austin Dillon. <laughs> Austin Dillon, um, middle school basketball player <laughs> for Southern New Jersey. Did did correct? Okay. No, which uh, one? Austin. It's honestly a total guess. I'm uh, NASCAR driver. You are correct. It is really? a NASCAR driver. And this is why I went. I go. It. It sounds more like a golfer. Yeah, yeah. It, whenever I'm gambling, this feels like gambling. I just. I gotta go opposite my instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Corey. No, 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 no. I want to change it up. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Golfer. Or NASCAR. Yep. Matt Di Benedetto. Oh, uh, golfer. Because is there an Italian NASCAR driver? Wrong. Room that is a NASCAR driver. You were wrong, you piece of shit. And last one. Former Domino's pizza delivery man. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Benedetto. Justin Thomas. Justin, golfer. 
definitely a golfer. Definitely because no, he, he's won something before. He he's won a major. Yeah, he's won a I major. I know the name. I know the you name. You know the major winners. You know the major winners. But it was great, man. It was it was just a great tournament and and uh, you know and Kepka. I, I gotta just say, hats off to Brooks Kepka. I think Brooks Kepka is gonna be the uh, I almost said Tom Waits, the um, Tom Kite to uh, to uh, Mick Faldo. To uh, motherfucking his Jack Nicholas, and meaning the one guy who can oh, okay. really challenge him. And oh, now majors. all of a sudden he's the major leader like he was before. Where it's just oh, Tiger's it's tiger, back. It's, it's Tiger in the field. It's Tiger. Every, it's Tiger. You love tiger. Field. You identify with him as like a person of like. The oh, same, he's my Martin. Hue. He's my Martin Luther King Jr. Is he? No, I they, <laughs> no, I'm, but I don't. I don't know if it has anything to do. He with He had race me watching golfing again. Inherently. I couldn't wait to get home to watch. Maybe it, it does have something to do of with race. It does. How would it not? I don't know because I don't. I don't. I look at him. I don't look at him as, you know. Uh, I don't have that that coherent or conscious thought where I'm like, oh, I look up to this person because he was Jason a minority. You don't think had me running 40-yard dashes? <laughs> you mentioned him. I got, I got a half a chub. Of course it does. There's a little no, bit. No, I'm really inspired by athletes like the great Kali of the WWE, you know, real fine Indian athletes. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Of course. No, but I don't know, honestly, if Ray's has anything to do with it. He was just such a spectacular, dynamic figure. Like, I remember when he won the first Masters, his very first one in 97 or 98, and he was just marching down the course that Sunday, and he he was like Kim Jong Unning the course. It yeah. was just like one shot in, one shot in. I had never seen, you know, that type of atmosphere, rolling energy in a sport before. And for you guys who think golf is boring, that you know, it's like watching a science fair or something like that. There's a certain thing that happens in tournament golf when somebody, and especially Tiger, is rolling, and he carries this like kinetic, kinetic electricity and energy around him from hole to hole. And that has never been more evident than that Masters round. And it was to the point where even my entire family, extended family, was watching. My aunt, who had just moved here from India two years ago, never picked up a golf club in her life everyone just riveted you know yep. watching in full attention and, and there's a certain magic that he has that's why everybody goes to see him that's why michael phelps is there at 6 30 in the morning watching him tee off before the final round you know mm -hmm. what i mean okay so i think he represents kind of human excellence and and achievement yeah and also pain pills and sex addiction because here's <laughs> the thing michael phelps you can see something in tiger's eyes and this is game recognizing game including your game that little way he was speaking, Michael Phelps, okay, that guy gets loose. Yeah. Okay, he's in the crowd high-fiving. There's something <laughs> wait, wait. about confidence and like, Tiger's partying again, dude. I can see it in his you eyes. You think Tiger's partying I again? I do. I really do. Because he's got that chick, right? Because he's like a sex addict. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's fine. But he's got that chick who like slapped him in the ass. You yeah. think that that's in bed? Those two aren't wild. Well, also. He's building that confidence. You know I what I'm think saying? she just made the cutoff of you can come to the tournament. You know what I mean? His tournament chick. Yeah, because like bringing, like bringing. I feel like Tiger bringing a girl to the tournament, especially the official celebration win, it's like it's like it's like almost like introducing a girl to your parents. You have to be in a certain part of the relationship with Tiger to be able to get that. And it, I noticed it because I watched these things. Yeah, of course. I noticed it yes. that when he came off and he went in, she went in for a kiss. He was a little bit hesitant. Well, hold he on. He didn't want to. He don't want to go full main squeeze on. You her. know, when you bring a girl to your set, you're doing a set that night. How much better you perform? 
He brought a girl to his set that night. No, I always do worse yeah. when I bring a girl do to the set. We'll yeah, talk yeah. about that after. But also, <laughs> now, you know, she's been with him before, and she, like, smacked him in the ass on live TV. No, I haven't. I didn't see the smack the ass incident. Oh, really? But, but from what I've read from the text, not surprised. Go yeah, yeah, yeah she, he won. The last tournament he won, he was walking up into the thing to get his trophy or whatever, and she just smacked him on his ass on, on live TV, and he had no reaction oh, so they've to been together that long. Oh, yeah, yeah. This Dude, because he went full Hezzy. Like, you know, the KD Hezzy step back. She went in and I think he went full the KD Hezzy step back. His kids were there. His kids were there. He, he did, didn't want to do it. He hero stepped her. He, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Total. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it has been quite the journey for Tiger. And finally, and why don't we have more Indian athletes while we're on that point? You know, we have 1.5 billion people now. I'm including you in our Indian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, culture subcontinent and we have like three Olympic athletes in the weirdest thing we like have the best female archer you know what I mean and then we have like always a third place judo guy and then that's like all that we ever have baby steps yeah and it's not like and it's like China it's like pumping out Olympic athletes I don't think we put enough money into our infrastructure you know what I mean? And You're getting I, there. India's getting there. It we just, should we should be like having motherfuckers out there like winning shit, like gymnastics and stuff. You'll get there. You you'll know? get there. You will. It's, it's Indian subcontinent just coming up. Especially the archers. We are the finest archers One in the world. Customer read service the call center. Read the, bug, read the Bhagavad Gita. What is that? The Bhagavad Gita, the greatest philosophical tryst that's ever been put to paper. I like this. <laughs> you put a little sauce on that. Krishna's counsel in the time of war to Arjun, the great, great famed warrior Arjun. The greatest archer of all time? I don't know what we're referring to. Do you feel so white and uncomfortable right now, don't no, you? No, I just, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to learn. No, but uh, speaking of learning, it seems like Tiger has come a long way in his life. I do hope he's partying again. I just hope he doesn't get uh, a DUI and get pulled over. Uh, because Tiger Woods has also been arrested uh, for driving under the influence. Not for the classic, which is a good old booze. Yeah. This was for Oxycontin, for his back pills. For his yeah. pain pills, you know. Uh, and within that, he had to perform a certain field sobriety test. So so today, what we're going to do uh, is we are going to reenact that field sobriety test with Mark Saratella, who is now a sober comedian. Well, I've been, well I wouldn't say sober comedian. I just haven't drank. In 50, I'm keeping track of the amount of days I need sometimes. We're at 54 days. But I wouldn't describe myself as a sober comedian. Yeah, 54 days. Okay. It's pretty good. Can That's, we get yeah. a round of applause? For Marky Mark Saratella over here. That's two lifetimes for most comics. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like reincarnated. Seriously, it is. And uh, our police officer today judging uh, this little field sobriety test will be none other than our favorite producer, Shithead Tommy. How are you doing, Shithead Tommy? All right, step bad of the car. <laughs> okay. Do you see how nice he is? Should you I know? take these off? Yeah, I think right, you should uh, take well, those off. Well, I'll leave them on to see if I have room. But no. No, you got to take them off. So he had to undergo three different tests. Uh, I think we can do it back here. Back we here. can catch as much of it as we can on camera. Let me pull my pants up like I am, like driving. Yeah, guys, here. Laugh Factory has a Twitch channel now, so um, make sure you're finding them on Twitch. And our stuff is going to be up there on Twitch, and you know they'll be playing the games of the video games on Twitch. And I'll probably be kicking Tommy's ass at FIFA on the Twitch, like he has <laughs> never beaten me at FIFA before ever, especially not consecutively three times. It has never happened ever. Um, Can't remember anything like that. <laughs> Trying to keep my job here. Okay. Here we go. Here's the observation uh, of the drive from the cop. I, upon my arrival, after speaking to officers on the scene, I made contact with the sole occupant of the vehicle who was later positively identified as black male Aldrich T. Woods. First of all, he's not a black male. Yeah, he's he's half. 
that's just wrong right there. I was seated in the driver's seat of the vehicle. Woods had extremely slow and slurred speech. He said he was coming from L.A. from golfing, said that he did not know where he was. Maybe Tiger Woods is a comic. Woods it? has changed where he was going and where he was coming from, asked how far from the house he was. He said he didn't know which way he was going. He had taken several prescriptions. And uh, so he had to do four different sobriety tests, okay? The first is the walk and turn, in which you must walk heel to toe in a straight line, okay. heel to toe, and then turn around in that same process and then and then and then uh, return to your starting point. Okay. So, okay. So Tommy, when tell him to start the heel, the walk and turn, heel to toe test. All right, hands off the hood. What I'm gonna need you to do is a heel to toe walk and turn test, and uh, prove to me you ain't been drinking on that. To the wall and back, heel to toe. He is going. Heel to toe. His legs are a little bit shaky. Doing the little ballerina thing. Feel the pressure. Arms. He's a little clammy. Oh, the turn! I don't know what the Russian judges are going to think about that turn. Okay, this is really easy. He comes. He goes. This is something sober. You just... Okay. That's totally easy. He nailed it. Okay. He nailed it. What do you think, officer? So far, what do you think? Well, so far, so good, but uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to pass the next challenge. We'll see to the next challenge. Tiger, of course. Round two. This is where the cops started to notice something amiss with Tiger. He missed heel to toe each time. Stepped off the line several times. Used arms for balance. Did not return. Explained instructions again and again, and he did not maintain the starting position. So I think maybe we're doing better than Tiger so far. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> Next one. How's, Next one. How's your yoga, Mark? Is your yoga good? Good. Yeah, what's going on? Okay. This is the one-leg stand, okay? Yeah. You have to stand on one leg. Let me fully explain. Yeah. You have to raise a foot six inches off the ground, hold it there for five seconds, and then place the foot on the ground, and then repeat the process. With the second leg, okay. Officer Shithead Tommy, can you please direct Tiger? Begin! <laughs> when I, uh, yeah, just one. one. Nice. Next one. One, two, three, four, five. Okay! What do you think, Officer Shithead Tommy? I mean, yeah, he's pretty. He pretty this, he's definitely, okay. Pre he seems pretty sober. <laughs> he did not maintain, Tiger did not maintain his starting position and did not... Uh, raise the leg off the ground six inches. And the third test. Are you ready for the third mm -hmm. test, Mark? Maybe we should spin him around a few times. <laughs> <laughs> should we? You want to you go in a circle three times real quick? If you have Oxycontin. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if you have Oxycontin, I'll take that. You take your finger, place it to the nose, place it back, and do the same with the other nose. Can you pass this test, Tiger? That's a hard one, right? Can you pass this test? Yes. Pass it. Wait, aren't you supposed to walk while you do it? <laughs> no, I just hit a perfect drive. What do you think, so. Officer Tommy? Did he pass it? Yeah, man. Let's get back to the and product. our last one okay, and yeah, our last test. Our sober. last test. Yeah, don't ruin the fucking bit, oh, guys. This is called <laughs> a setup. There's a reason they're mundane. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, the last one is the Romberg alphabet. I love how all my support here steps on all of the fucking bits. All right, ready? <laughs> it's the Romberg alphabet. Okay, here it is, to Officer Tommy. I want you to ask him, can you state the entire national anthem backwards? All right. Uh, well, you've been doing good tonight, but one last thing. Can you state the entire national anthem backwards? Do you understand the instructions? Do you understand the instructions? Do you understand the instructions, Tiger? Do I understand the instructions? No, you're standing. You're at the car. You can't sit down. I guess I'm <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. 
You're outside. So do you understand the instructions? The alphabet or the national anthem? The national anthem backwards. Can you do it? No. no. Good, because that's not a thing. Okay. <laughs> Tiger, when asked <laughs> if he could do, when asked, if Tiger, when asked if he could do uh, the alphabet backwards, and they asked him, do you understand the instructions? His response was, yes, recite the entire national anthem backwards. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good Could you do it? Can you get it? Can you get the first sentence of it? No, absolutely not. Can you get it? No. I don't even know how it ends. Yeah, no. I, now I think about it, no. Just say, home of the brave? The home brave, brave home of, of the, the... Right. No, the of. Yeah. I guess some people in here are doing Oxycontin. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be prepared. So would you pass him? Would you pass him? Yeah, we'll pass him. We'll pass him. <laughs> you made it this time. Yes, great, but great, it was great, 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 man. So Tiger is back. The haters can go away, like Pat Perez, who said he couldn't beat anybody when he withdrew from Dubai. So we are back. What else is back is Game of Thrones, man. Big time. Big time Game of Thrones. Did you see it? Did you like it? I loved Did it. Did you love it? Yeah, of course. I need more of it. It was too short. Just when I was getting ready. I know, right? It was right? just a tease. What I a great so ending. I wanted so much more. I wanted so much fucking more, man. They're all fucked. They're all fucking fucked. And of course... I think the Star Wars trailer dropped as well. Excite or not excite Star Wars? I haven't seen the. I haven't seen it since the. I saw the first three back yeah. in the day, and then the three prequels, and then I was. I'm. I was. I'm, I'm done. Out. I'm good. I'm out. The Last Jedi so firebombed this franchise for me. I don't even want to look at this fucking fan fiction bullshit that they're making anymore. Like, and a lot. You know, a lot of people don't like it because oh, the new characters. The new characters are fine. It's what they did with the old characters. You know what I mean? Like, so you're gonna have Luke. Leia and Han and they're not even gonna meet one time before like they all separate and shit you have to have that moment you know you yeah. have to have the gathering threat Luke, Leia and Han meet once again as the threat gathers before they go on their separate missions that lead them on to their separate fates that's how it's done that's, but there was never a plan in place it's called the end of Return of the Jedi which is the end of the movies <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it was I was done there. My they, imagination they, stopped. They literally, like, you know that game of telephone where, like, you do that and you pass it on? There was never a plan in place. Like, Kevin uh, Fahey and Marvel, they know what they're doing until 2040 with the story arc. Kathleen Kennedy, those people had no idea. They just gave it to, uh, what's-his-face, Glasses Boy, J.J. Abrams, right? They give it to him. He writes his thing. They give it to Ryan Johnson, who everything's, everybody thinks is so fucking great because he wrote that okay movie with Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt where they go in time or something. What is that movie? I know what you're Looper. talking about. Yeah, Looper. Looper's Looper. fine, okay? But it's not like you let the guy rewrite the New Testament because of that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just went off and wrote his fucking fan fiction of this and that, made Luke some weird-ass character that you can hear Mark Hamill disagreed with. Every, he told him, first day on oh, set, yeah. I disagree with every choice you have made for this character. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm going to do it, right? And then, uh, and then, and then, you know, to the whole Daisy parentage situation. I think definitely what's going on is J.J. Abrams is coming now and doing the return of the retcon. You know what I mean? They're just going to completely rewrite kind of the implications of that last movie. I don't know what you mean, but I like the energy. Yeah, retcon is when you like when you kind of like. So let's say something was established in a previous movie, they just resort it. So that storyline never happened. You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. Like so, for instance. Daisy's parents, she's supposed to come from a normal person, right? So there's no more Skywalkers left, right? How Ryan Johnson wrote it. But Ryan Johnson never understood the franchise, you know? Right. Because the whole song is a Skywalker saga. So how are you going to do it without a Skywalker in the ninth fucking movie? Yeah. Which is why the title is The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? 
I do. You get it? <laughs> it ended with Return of the Jedi to me. Did you hear you me feel? say that earlier? Yes, it ended with Return <laughs> yeah. of the Jedi. So we'll see I mean, I, 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 let me, I'll, I'll try to catch up when the Disney releases its new service. Oh, it's done. I'm over it. Okay, and with that, uh, it's time. It is time! That time again, the NBA playoffs. thought I was Jack the Tiger, Mark Saratella. Oh, you just wait. When those Indiana Pacers take down the Celtics tonight in game two. Let's watch it together. <laughs> Let's watch it together. That sounds good. We are also joined by the great and mighty and noble Tehran. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this music. I'm going to need that every time I walk anywhere from now on. Tehran. I that's love how it works. you, Tehran. That's, that's my spirit animal. Tehran's coming in hot off his audition. You're doing shit like uh, you got a new podcast with Maz Jabrani, don't you? A new Ma- podcast with Maz. Uh, back to school with Maz Jabrani. It's on all things comedy. I have my own thing in Perfect Gentleman. But nothing on is Dash. On Dash. Do you like Dash? XM. Uh, I mean, I like platforms. So it's not do I like or not like. They are wonderful to us. Yeah. They put our podcast out to 8 million people, potentially. Yeah. We're nowhere near that. We're at something like 200 some thousand. But That's right. a lot, though. It, it, it adds up. That's a lot. But, you know, in yes. the in the podcast realm, it's crazy. You're like, oh, I, it's like Instagram. I remember a time where I was like, man, I wish I had 10,000 followers. Yeah. And now I'm embarrassed that I only have 50,000. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. I, there are times that I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. Because I got offered to do something at Dash, but I was, I was, I hadn't known, I didn't know anybody. Who it's was great, doing great setup. It's, I, it, actually, you do know a lot of people that are there. Once you get into, they have a whole comedy division, and you'll know yeah. a lot of those names. Well, fantastic. What do you think led you going from 10,000 to 50,000 Instagram followers? Well, actually, I got up Dick to 200,000 Instagram <laughs> followers, yeah. and then I made a horrendous Instagram mistake of changing a name, and it discontinues what you had, and it was like I, I turned wow. it. Yeah, like I wanted to get a new Instagram, not realizing that once you canceled that one, you never get it back. How did you get oh. up to that number, though? Like, that's something I need, I need work, advice on. Work, work. I uh, stood on Hollywood Boulevard giving out hand jobs. I mean, it was a very extensive <laughs> thing, very Hollywood. But it really is, not it's engagement, it's work. Tyron, you so, are a G, you are I you know, a hustler, you no. are a fucking beast. I'm trying to be like you, Thank Tom. you to be here, you know, you also NBA guy. You know that you're gonna be here for an NBA playoff, playoff round. Playoffs, yes. Playoff question round, inspired by Rocky, which is the end of each round, will end with a ding, 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 ding. Okay. Okay? Okay. That's what it's going to be because the underdogs are coming. But speaking of fights, uh, I'm not the biggest hockey guy, but I did see a gnarly fight with Alex Ovechkin just knocking out this 19-year-old kid. Did you hear this? Yes. Just listen to the audio from this. This is crazy. All right, here's Ovi. Boy, Ovechkin and Svechnikov behind the player getting after one another. Svechnikov ready to fight with him. Here we go. Ovechkin and Svechnikov trading right hands. Oh, the kid's knocked out. You got to get help. Get the trainer out there. Hurry up. Get out there. This was more than a fight, just to let you know. This was some Russian family match, (laughs) grudge match that we didn't know of. First question in the NBA question round is about 
the NHL. How the fuck is this shit still legal? This 19-year-old kid is knocked out unconscious on the ground because of a grown 35-year-old Russian He's older than he's mobster. 18. When, look, How is this, this legal? That not only should it be legal, it should be encouraged. And yeah. a lot of these 18-year-old kids, <laughs> punk kids, should realize and recognize what's really out there in this world. And yeah. so this is, uh, this is real. Shit is real, bro. Shit is real. It's so real in these streets, on these ice streets. So you it think is. you think this is some Russian like gang, it's a gr- old school it, shit? Honestly, he wanted to teach him a lesson, and he taught him a lesson. Because that kid actually initiated kind of the fight. The kid was like, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, I can yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then Ovechkin was like, <laughs> all right. And he did the uh, Ovechkin the looks equivalent. goony, too. Yeah. He looks like a fucking goon, Yo, when you're, when you're like 30-something and still play NHL, you're yeah, a yeah, gangster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You have... And especially Ovechkin's very well liked. Yeah. So clearly it's not him. He's not Trump involved loves him. in a bunch of fights. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because he that. has enforcers that like protect him. Yeah, I'm sure he's like also that. part of the collusion. It's it's a lot. A lot could have happened there. Like Ovechkin was like, "Oh, you want to be president? I have guy." And he yeah, called home. He put but in. I don't know. But I do know that Ovechkin's a G. Oh, yeah. And also, Yarmir Yager is 47 years old and still fucking scoring goals. That guy is amazing. Yeah, and I loved him in Rocky Three. That guy was amazing. He was so good at Rocky Three. He was was so so good good. at Rocky Three. All right. Sound effects, guys. Did you like that sound effects? Next. Next question. Yeah. Um, Will the Warriors be together? next year yeah this is this is a uh, okay so will the warriors as we know them completely right now be together next year yes th- th- obviously not i mean free trade uh free i mean agency the hamptons happens. will the hamptons five be but, together next but here's year? the thing are you asking about specific players is is kd kd going to be there i i everyone's thinking that kd's leaving i don't think kd's leaving i don't know the bro. only place he would go is home if I don't want Washington. Place, and guess what? Washington is in such Washington dire needs that cap, they don't have they anything don't have for him. Space. So I don't see him leaving. It, Where would he go? It does seem like there is a dearth of options in terms of where KD could go and like be effective. No, everyone Unless wants him. him to go That's to New not, York. It's what does he want? At this point, he has his rings. Legacy. He has his money. Legacy. He's talking about legacy. Yeah. And if he makes another move to, let's say he comes to LA, which is a dream for everyone because you get to live in LA. Right. People forget when you go to these teams, yeah. you have to live in those cities. That's why people don't want to play for certain teams. It's not because they don't well, like I the think team. That's so, no one wants to live in Charlotte. I think that's so overrated. In ter- I think it's yeah. really short-sighted by NBA players because you're traveling so much anyways and in the off season you days. don't live where you play anyways Sean, that so sounds... the amount of time that you're staying in a, in a city you know is really minimal right I would rather be Tehran yeah. in Indiana yeah. with a 15% tax rate Listen, than being out here you know in California for the greatest franchise in sports you're the guy the Indiana like, Pacers if I was 6'8 I would have dunked that but you're not 6'8 <laughs> so yes I can understand why it would sound I amazing to you if I was because you're like and you get millions of dollars and you can but guess what Hot girls don't live in Indiana. So they want to be where it's all happening. Uh, Especially, you have to remember. My 200-pound junior year girlfriend, Sharice, would disagree with you. And you know what? And there's a black guy that would hit that. But here's the problem with the the logic. I'm a night... People forget all these grown men who yell at their screen and make fun of these kids. Yeah, yeah. These kids are 20 years old. Yeah. They are 24. So you're saying... And then even the ones who who are... uh, who are like, yo, you're a vet. You're 30. Yeah. You're th- well, what's LeBron? 34. Yeah. Like, he, and he's like, I've been in the league for 20 years. 
Right. Like you got to remember that these these are still people, right? And these people these are live people. Where they're these are objects that exist on TV yeah. for my comfort exactly. and benefit. That's what people really think. <laughs> so I and don't for know, me to gamble on and lose money. I don't know where KD would go. If I was KD, I would stay in Golden State. Well, here's 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 the problem. I think they're gonna have a hard time. Uh, keeping it together. For one, I saw the 60 Minutes interview with them. Did you see that? When when the interviewer asked them, and you got to see it. It is it is so telling. He goes, he's saying exactly what you're saying. With all the logic and all the facts, why would anybody leave Golden State in such a great situation? And, you know, Iggy is like, yeah, no, we would never leave. And Steph's laughing and Draymond is there. And Clay and KD won't even look at the and camera. Here's the reason. And Katie's super passive aggressive. Like Katie is just like he won't say. I saw that interview, anything. and I want to say something. People yeah. forget that they're also businesses. So you're saying for them, if they make it, if they made a sound, okay, and, and the person who should have kept his mouth shut also should have right. been Draymond because he's also up well, for I think 2020. Dray, I, think, I think salary max. I think they're Draymond, not going to give it to him because he's not worth it for the next three to five. He's not. But he is now in his prime. Right. Here, here's the thing. They are also using bargaining chips. They're up for contracts. And Clay, who was the highest paid person on the team, is now far not. And yeah. he wants to get paid for his worth. I mean, this exactly. is a guy who and 30 he points with four dribbles. He, should he deserves get paid. it. He should get paid. And this whole idea of uh, – and that's why, another reason why I think they might not. Because if they resign, uh, if they resign KD, I don't think they'll be able to give Clay a max contract. And he has said in the past that maybe he wouldn't require a max contract. But I think that's fucking terrible and really short-sighted on his part. He should sign the biggest max contract he can with anybody because being on that team limits his earning power yeah, in terms might, of exposure. Like if he was on another team, like his ability sure. to get a shoe deal or whatever would be much higher. But it's not because of that. He should go sign for but as big as he wants wherever he wants. At some point, it goes like this. Sean, you perform at the Laugh Factory, correct? What if the cafe down the street was like, we will give you a thousand a week, but you can never perform at the Laugh Factory again? Because I know that's not where, where you're at. Here, this is comedy. Let's yeah. be real, right? Stand up co comedy. Because all the people who come and they watch Tiffany Haddish on a Monday don't realize Tiffany gets the same $14 the rest of us do. Can I answer like, for Sean now? <laughs> you, you had him at 1000 Yeah, but here's the thing it's realistically, wouldn't you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't and do you it. wouldn't do it because you have a legacy because you're making a name for yourself and more importantly in a year or two you're going to have a name for yourself that's going to carry on and it's attached to a winning brand and that's what a lot of people have to understand that's why we get upset when players leave winning teams especially when they leave for money we look at them differently and already kd's already messed up a reputation that was kind of golden he was the nice guy he, has. he was the good guy yeah. and now he's kind of a dickhead he's kind of an ass he's kind of a jerk and if and he's Burner he's counts. the traitor and he's also the bandwagon guy yeah. and if he leaves one more time especially if it's a team that's a that's a caliber team he's gonna be the total betrayer he might as well be on game of thrones he might as well be more gore or something i don't know their names you know where he should go something edmonton oilers <laughs> be just a seven foot tall black guy in the nhl and fight Ovechkin and see how that you know goes. What I'm That'd be dope. And see how that goes. But I'm serious. Like KD needs to think about his legacy, and this is a battle he has with his agents. His agents obviously want their yeah. 10, 20 percent, so they're going to want max think, money. But it's it's a balance. I, I of don't both. think. I don't think there may not be enough money to eat. It's a good point. There may not be enough money to meet and it, it, eat at the end of the day. And then it kind of matters what matters to you. A hundred percent, especially when it comes to this type of money. Because Kevin Durant is one of the top three best basketball players in the league. Period. 
period. And he doesn't get yep. mentioned in the MVP period. race. That's why if, he's going to leave James, Golden State. If James Dolan sells the Knicks, there's rumors that Jeff Bezos uh, wants to have yeah. uh, uh, a presence in New York City real estate, and that Amazon deal didn't go through. So he's looking at kind of the Knicks as a way to a vehicle to do that. If that happens, then I think the Knicks That's suddenly become a viable new option. owner, new management that's a conversation that is a different conversation you go in but let's also remember new teams don't do well legacy does and i'm sorry we've seen it time and time again because legacy hurts don't don't you think normally do well okay that is the end of that round good job our combatants i'm glad you brought up combatants (laughs) the big what'd you say Combatants. I you said, what did you say about the women of Indiana, Tehran? <laughs> I, mean, I wanted to state it on the record. What did I, you say I about said, the fine women of Indiana? Listen, there, I'm sure there are many beautiful yeah. women in Indiana. However, the diversity is <laughs> not there. Can I say that? And the diversity uh, in women. You know Michael there. Jackson and, and is And that's from something Indiana. that inspires people. Yes, and he Indiana? was a beautiful woman. Oscar but Robertson. he was one of the but beautiful I'm glad women. You brought that sure. up because there was somebody else who had a comment on a woman, a on women in a certain part of the country. Oh, oh my truck do that right entertainment in Houston. <laughs> I bet you couldn't do that to them big ass women in San Antonio. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no, you can do that to them skinny Houston. Oh, you can't do that to them big old women in San Antonio. <laughs> why not? Hey, you kick one of them big old women in San Antonio. They'll fly through. What about Victoria's Secret? Oh, Victoria's Secret down there. Oh, How does this conversation get started? <laughs> You know because I mean? Charles Barkley is fucking old. No, I mean, how do you get your girl to do that? Like, when you're like, let's just flip you around. Oh, you're talking about like, this is happening during a halftime show when yes. somebody's flipping the thing. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about that. Charles Barkley is not wrong. He's just inappropriate for television. But he's Chuck. So He's Chuck. And but you can't stop the Chuck truck. I love uh, Inside the NBA on TNT. I think it's the best late night show since Letterman walked off the air. You know what I mean? It's the be- It's amazing. It's entertaining. It's but smart. It's funny. But speaking of fighting, it gets so awkward with Shaq sometimes. Shaq kind of ruined the vibe for a little bit, and now it's evened out and okay Because Shaq... Again. I actually could beat everyone's ass. Yeah, so but everyone, he's so like he gets so like that was Shaq. That was Shaq right there. That was Shaq right. That's what Shaq sounds like when right he stands it. up. He gets so like defensive and egotistical when Chuck just starts having fun with him. Like listen to him here. Like he gets he's annoyed su- by him. He gets super angry. Here. It's more than that. So uh, Chuck is giving him shit about yeah. how he used to suck when he was on the Cavaliers and the Celtics. Yeah, here. And then here's how this was a very funny. This is <laughs> how hilarious. Shaq gets mad at him. The uh, Celtics. 36. 36? Why 36? Oh, that's how many points he had, like, in a month. No, <laughs> I think 32, 33, 34 were taken up. All right. Uh, Cavaliers? 33. Why 33? That's how many points he had in two it's... months. <laughs> After I had four rings. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, man. Oh. Like, I got four rings. You got you know it? I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to wear my ring. So, you so can you kind of take, you take. No. You take you take uh, Shaq's side in this. Huh? No, I, it's not that I take Shaq's side or Chuck's side. I actually know that they have a really good friendship, and this is a dig. And yeah. it, and this comes to play, and this is a cultural difference. Is And it's not uh, – I'm not – uh, yeah. Pointing the finger at you at all, Sean. I'm yeah. saying in general, a you lot were literally of people, point. Let it, the record show he was yeah. literally pointing uh, a finger I'm at me not, as he said that. You I'm, Indian it's, it's, it's a metaphorical <laughs> pointing. 
So the concept is a lot of television took that and was like, oh, is there trouble brewing? And they don't understand the subtle nuance of black culture, where it's just two people getting back at each other I, and no, it happens I get all the time. That, but what's and I happened? had a very similar situation happen to me on Monday Jack at a basketball really game where this kid came over who wasn't involved in a conversation and, and my friend and I were having a back and forth and then the kid had something to say and then I turned around and yeah. it became physical. But it's because that person... Wait, you got no in a reason. fight this weekend? It was just a little altercation. It wasn't it's the deal. subtle nuance of black it's culture. A it's a subtle nuance. <laughs> but it, was a, it, was a, it was a kid who wasn't black, came over, a white kid came over and just started... Oh, well, actually, it's like, bro, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah. I we're love, funny. I we're love, having fun. I love when black guys do their white guy voice. It is always the funniest thing to it's me. It's always that. <laughs> that's, who they, that's how you know what people really think of you. It's accurate. When, you, when they... When they mock your voice, that's who yeah. they really think yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You're yeah. right. That's a but you're telling joke. me, Sha- listen, this Shaq gets weird, dude. Shaq gets weird, though. You're that's telling a me. good bit for stage. You don't want to mess around, Shaq? You, you have no idea what we're talking about. Cause it's you, a real must win for Boston. Because you've only been to the finals once. So I you didn't know what riding on Dwayne Wade's and Kobe's coattails. <laughs> I got the same thing you got, and I passed you up 10 years. <laughs> Just letting you know. If, anyway, I, if I've been riding anyway, on Kobe's coattails anyway, and Dwayne Wade's, anyway, this is basketball time. I forgot about must yeah. win for those guys. Everybody those are Shaq's rings, We do this. Also, Shaq knows he's not as funny as Chuck, and he thinks himself as funny. Come to a gym. Come to the gym with me on Friday where I play. I play. But yeah, I want to play with no, 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 no! You can't play with us. I'm gonna tell. I, I can't play because of my injury. Like yeah. I'm three months off the ACL injury. Oh, I, I really can't. Play. I'm good. So Tehran. I can play in the little. It, listen, you want me? I understand. You need Every me. look. I don't know if you remember you this guy Alejandro that used to work here. Dro, oh. the six eight guy who yeah. used to work at the front. Do. do you yep. remember him? Course, yeah. He also was like, "I'm big, I can come." And when he got dunked on the big. first two times, he was like, "Whoa, what?" I didn't. I was like, "Bro, everyone who plays here has either played college or overseas." Yeah. Wow. And the NBA guys, like, I'm sorry, Baron Davis comes and balls with it? us. So we play either at Poinsettia Park inside the gym yep. oh. or at Santa Monica. You just watched me shoot. It's a thing of beauty. So it's one do you of know who Jimmy Chitwood is? Do you know who Jimmy Chitwood is? That's you. Oh, that's an Indiana thing you wouldn't know about. Yeah, it's, a know, it's a subtle nuance. It's a subtle nuance in Indiana would, thing. I'm sorry. Does he make it. the best? Oh, bring, apple pie? bring your boys. Bring yeah. your boys to Indiana. No, we'll I'm take just you. you know, we'll dice you up. We'll it's, a you, it's a bunch of ballers. It's a bunch of ballers. So even even I when I'm not in optimal mode, I won't go yeah. in because you, it's just not even fun. It's I, not fun basketball. I smoke weed with NBA players. We're playing because we think we're still ballers. Of course, Drew League ballers. Like everyone plays in the Drew. Are you allowed to double dribble? <laughs> You're done. Uh, yeah. This is this is the time where it's okay to be racist and see us play and be like, I don't play with blacks. All right, no. <laughs> Mark. Thank you. Next next question. I would like to go watch. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, from the epic collapse of the Warriors against the Clippers to the guard battle between Dame Lillard and Russell Westbrook, who do you think is a better point guard in the NBA, and who do you think is more famous? Russell Westbrook or Dame Lillard? Go. Russell Westbrook is way more famous. Dame Lillard is a much better basketball player. Really? Not even m- much better. Russell Westbrook is possibly the ath- most athletic human being on the planet. Let me let me put that in, uh, yeah. in the atmosphere. He is, like, uh, realistically, he's one of the top five athletes in the world today. Yeah. However, when it comes to the basketball acumen and skill, it's kind of like saying why Jason Kidd was so good. That basketball IQ was very high. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, despite being slow, had uh, one of the top steal percentages in the NBA and one of the, is still one of the best sh- three-point shooters you know, of all well, time. Well, I was going to say, you know what I love about Jason Kidd is when he entered the league, he could not shoot worth a fucking lick. Not a great shooter. And by the end of his career, when he was in Dallas, one of the he, best he ended second or third when he yeah. was 
retired sure. three-point shooters And now it's time. down to like still top 10, but, which is well, crazy. Not all those guys, are gonna, just because of the nature of the game. Sure, of changed. course. But watching young Jason Kidd, his rookie year, if you ever see the All-Star game they played on ESPN Classic. 100%. Time, he, Jason Kidd was fucking beautiful to watch. He's like a fucking Mozart out there just composing shit. It Little, was amazing. He, he's a very smart player. So Dame yeah. Lillard is a better point guard. Point guard means what? You are dishing the ball. You can dribble. You have a shot. I'm sorry. We, we've seen, especially in this playoffs, uh, we've seen Russell Westbrook. They're leaving him open. Yeah, right. They're literally right leaving he's, him he's open. He's shooting 29% for three for uh, the entire season. What do you have? 14 points last game? I mean, well, yeah, 14 they're points leaving last him game. open. I mean, yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah. So, no offense to Russell, who, by the way, once but again, let me ask you something. Athleticism. Go ahead, Mark. You were going to say something? No, it's a team sport, too. So it's like the whole Oklahoma City team is struggling. It, uh, well, that's it's, really surprising. It's only a team sport when you don't have a star. So I'm so sorry. When you say <laughs> team sport, people love using the concept of team sport. Basketball is a team sport. When you put all your eggs in a basket and that's the basket you have, right? So when you look at Houston Rockets when you're loaded on and a you star, have James it's be those guys. Harden and yeah. Chris Paul, this is, how the, this is how that game goes. I have the ball. Chris Paul gets it. Chris Paul swings to James Harden. James Harden decides what happens with the rest of anything yep. that's happening. When you look at the Pelicans, you're looking at Anthony Davis. Sure, he has uh, he has he has ten other yeah. teammates, eleven other teammates. Well, name it's, three. It's like, a good it's point. It's just not a realistic thing. It's a good point. You do you do need a star though, and you know when you I don't always, need a star. You do not. Atlanta win, proved win, that a couple. To win. To win. To have a successful season, to you don't go need a all star. the way, possibly, to go all the way, you need a star. There hasn't been in the NBA since 1977 that you haven't had a formidable top five star on the team and won. Maybe the Pistons in in 0304 are an example of that. I would they I would so, utilize the Pistons. They were was actually so gonna be mine. so deep. You know, they were still because they so were talented. Team, team players. And here's Chauncey here's the was reason. a star in his own right. Rip was a star. But just in terms yeah. of that point, um, like you look at Oklahoma City. They have, and they had the Paul George trade with the Pacers, and now you're like, wow, Paul George doesn't want to be on Indiana because he wants to go play with a star. They have the exact same record as the Pacers this year. They do. And last year, the Pacers had a better record. And this was without Oladipo. You're, I get it. You're an years. Indiana fan. You're from Indiana. We understand. <laughs> just say yeah. that. Yeah. You, you went through all that to say that yeah, punchline? Yeah, you could have just said, hey, guys, I'm from Indiana, and I'm an Indiana fan. My point is, yes. it's not always a star. Team play can get you team very Team play successful. is great, but honestly, when you have a star, yeah. then stop so using is, team is, play. Is, is, is Westbrook is a star. Wouldn't you consider Westbrook a star? 100%. I'm saying so he's a star. How can you say floats a lot of How can you say Dame Lillard is a better player when Westbrook has averaged a triple double for an entire season because and he's done that things athletic. done things that because no other basketball player has but done. But let's look at the let's look at the percentage. See, here's not the this is what we have to always see. When people say things like, "Well, James Harden has the most assists on a team," yeah, but let's see how long he also has the ball. Has the, ball. Yeah. the most assists isn't statistics are skewed that way, right? Yeah. So the most assists isn't just the guy who passes the ball the most. It's the guy if I get the ball ten times but I've passed it seven, that's a lot more than if I got the ball a hundred times and I've passed it eight. Yeah, sure. Right. That's a realistic thing. So when you look at Russell Westbrook, he has to have a triple double. Look at his team. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look at his team. He has to have a triple-double, and he gets there. And yeah. he's also that athletic where it carries you very far. Yeah. But when it comes to skill sets, you're not seeing Russell Westbrook contend at any single one of the NBA All-Star uh, events that are skill events, right? Yeah. And the reason is because those are purely basketball skills. I will, he's everything else. I will say they did a, uh, they did a poll. 
uh, NBA players internally, and this is from an NBA poll. Yeah. And they said, who is the most overrated player in the NBA? And the top. And this poll was taken at a stripper poll. <laughs> and they said <laughs> Russell? taken at the Gold Club in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, uh, they said the, t- the two top, well, number one was Russell, and the second was Draymond. Draymond. Draymond also, because like Draymond Lou, Lou fits Williams, in. Lou overrated, fits is that what you said? He is very, uh, listen, when Lou I say Williams. very overrated, once again, whenever we talk about these players, Sean understands this, Mark understands this, and I want everyone at home to understand this, you're talking about the cream of the crop, the top of the top. So you're not yeah. talking about, oh, he's overrated, he sucks. No, 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 we suck. Okay, every human, 99.9% of the planet sucks. These are amazing. They're all gods. However, Draymond is a very good fit for what's going on at Golden State. He was a better player two years ago. Does Draymond do Draymond things if he moves to the Nets or... Or the probably, Celtics, probably even worse. I don't think. I know. Does he do Draymond things where you're looking at him like, oh my gosh, this guy's so great? No. Oh, because, I see. Because he works Draymond in that system. Has a little, it's yeah, absolutely. System. It's a wonderful absolutely. system that's been built around. I actually think Draymond is the one kind of driving the drama behind the scenes. A hundred percent. You know, I think the Warriors are like, you know, in that, my opinion, that band in like behind the music, like the tour has never sold more. He's the guy the, who's like, we don't need, we don't need. The records have never John sold Lennon. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like. And like right when the band's super popular, but they're all like secretly infighting behind the scenes. He's One of them is like Draymonding and shit. You well, know also, I mean? a lot of things. This is a new Kevin Durant who's decided to be a little more gangster, right? And so he's also fueling, he's adding fuel to his fire. He's coming to a team that wasn't his team, and he's yeah. acting like it is yeah. his team. Like, didn't Draymond straight up say to him in the locker room, yo, we won before you got here? Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. So Amazing. that's the concept. But I'll tell you something about when you're talking about teams. When you're talking about teams that uh, Draymond got mad, they found out. The NBA, the NBA found out. Adam, that was supposed to be a ring bell, by the way. I don't know what the hell. But I'm gonna tell you, Thanos, motherfucking Thanos. It was. was. Uh, We all got vaporized, vaporized vaporized out of existence. Um, The concept of Draymond, Steph, and Clay. I'm talking about three people who, while we think they're all stars today. That's a that's a team who became a team and then they became stars. They were way more fun. And plus yeah. it's it's just you get to see them operate at their peak efficiency. We don't get sure. to see those guys operate anymore. This is like, you know, that old adage where they say, Oh, if you have sex on ecstasy, you'll never enjoy sex again. You know what I mean? It's No. No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> that's something that people say. It's not I, like true. I don't know who says this. But people say you're not you don't you're too what good of a guy. You're a sober guy. You've you never what touched drugs are, in your life. Yo, you know what I mean? You know, you if you get a blowjob on cocaine, you'll never rape a girl again no sean but i don't I've never think, heard that i don't i don't want to hear that i don't, I don't agree with that. it but people say sure but i think uh you know the warriors they just they have so much talent they can't get up for anything unless it's like the finals they just don't get up for they it, don't you know? they don't have to either yeah. here's the thing uh basketball wise you tend to play to the level of your competition which is why when you're playing high school coaches like don't play with kids on the street you you end up kind of going to their level they had a loss, and now everyone's like, ooh, they lost. The biggest comeback of all time in NBA playoff history, Clippers. It's like, yeah, but they're still the Golden State Warriors. Like, yeah. bro, relax. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Lou Williams is yeah. amazing. Jordan lost the game. Like, it's not that big a deal. Relax. They're still the Golden State Warriors. They're still the best team right. in the NBA. Okay. I, whenever I, I'm glad we brought up Russell Westbrook because whenever I see Russell Westbrook, I think of you. <laughs> Why? I think somehow you guys have, like, the same – 
something about like we you. have a we have a demeanor where we're kind of demeanor like and extra. kind of face looks a little bit sad and that's too. just racist you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. no no it's not racist there's actually black people who look like other black yeah. people you know that right <laughs> yeah no no i don't i can tell the difference am i allowed to comment but, uh, yeah of course no i'm kidding just, <laughs> yeah but uh like yeah, Russell, the white guy came in to save us <laughs> Uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook is is. We'll see what happens with him. He will see what happens. But I think I think he's a great player. He's just kind of. It's hard to get all the efficiency out of him, like you're saying. But next question. He also plays a very emotional. But whatever. Go on. Are the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors overrated? Overrated. We're gonna find out soon. Uh, no, you have to explain to me what their rating is for me to tell you if it's over or actually. Are they out. are they contenders in the East and are they contenders? They're definitely for the titles? Contenders, contenders in the East. Yeah. The Raptors are. I they're don't think they're both. Are. I'm so sorry. Uh, listen, when they get, I, I agree uh, with Mark. Uh, they get what, what's his name? Tobias. What's homeboy's name? Tobias Harris. Once he once he plays to his efficiency, he's amazing. You have Ben Simmons on that team. You yeah. have uh, James Ennis, who's a, a a superstar in the making. Uh, ben Simmons, who's a superstar and is 14 years old. I mean, you have a, a superstar potential team. Here's the thing. So Kylie Jenner's fucking an underage man? Is that what you're saying? Hey, allegedly. Is it so, Kylie that's saying I can never get it's, it. It's, it's all of the Kardashians, actually. <laughs> Caitlyn hit it first. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's, here's, here's the thing about this. They are a very good team. They are a very good team in the East. Toronto and... The Sixers are the top two but teams coming out of the You East. said it all, didn't you? It's all about the system and yeah. how players are in a certain thing. And, you know, those super teams, they take time to gel so everyone can find their place sure. on the court. The Sixers haven't had that at I don't all. think anyone's saying that the they're going to win the championship. They can't be on the court at the same time. The Celtics learned this. You can't have your five best players on the court they're at the same two time. Top, they're too top-heavy. I, top I have a question. Two, two are they, they, in, the, top are they in the playoffs? The Celtics? No, no, no. The Sixers. Yeah, they're just playing bad. Though. Are the Celtics? Yeah. How's that going? No, we're we're winning. They're winning. <laughs> well, no. How are the Sixers going? They're losing. They're are tied. They? They're tied one one. Exactly. Tied no, but they so lost. At home. They lost at home. So they've lost home court Guys, advantage. It happens. You lose. You lose. I just think. Stop I just think, doing that. Stop I just doing think, this. Tom Brady. Oh, he lost the game. He's done. Tom Brady's the worst player in the NFL. Let, don't I just do that think. Ever again. Uh, don't say that. I ever just again. think. That, I would rather you call my mom a whore. The, I would literally yeah. rather you well, call let me, my mom a whore. Let me rephrase. Tom Brady is the worst player in the history of the NFL. Listen, I, at this point, at this point, I would rather you pulled me over, asked me to hand you my license and registration, and then shot me in front of Why my are you mom being so Shaq? Mom. Why are you taking it so personally? Tom Brady. This is what us black guys do. Tom Brady you know what I mean? wins. Tom Brady. I'm not, and here's the thing. Anyone who hates Tom Brady is eventually going to hate me because I hope to win all the time, too. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I'm so defensive. But, you know, the thing with the Sixers, I think uh, – you know, the Jimmy Butler thing, Tobias Harris, obviously helps them. I think Ben Simmons is an extremely limited player. You know, he's wow. going to have to find some type of outside shot. Because what's going to happen to him in the playoffs Why? is— because what's what happened to him last year? It's gonna happen to him every. He has a little bit more cover now because the team's better. Why does he need to have an outside shot? It's because the there's team. no spacing on Sean. that team. You don't have to cover him. They, everyone used to do this with Jeff Foster of the Indiana Pacers. Yes. I don't know if you know about this. No, team. no one knows him. But basically, what the Celtics did, they just didn't cover him. It, so that's they had, because they had no a, one knew he existed. They, had a, they literally like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Jeff Foster. Who's like that? Jeff Foster is a legend in yeah. India, Reggie, just like Jimmy Reggie Chitler. Miller is a legend. Yeah. Don't ever say Jeff Foster. Oh, Jeff is Foster's a legend. a legend. Indiana people get it, Tehran. Sure, Let him I'm fucking sure. know. I'm sure they all do. I'm sure in Indiana he's the biggest thing since a cornfield. He lives. Sure he lives you. next to my friend's house. I'm okay. sure. Listen. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, um, 
Yeah, so you you don't have to play defense on Ben Simmons. Like the Celtics were brilliant. They were just like, okay, we're not going to cover you. But I think Boston and Philadelphia are in very precarious situations. Yes. Because they have all this super team, and, you know, they had the great – Boston had this great Brooklyn trade. I don't know why keep, people and keep Sixers, calling them super teams. They're Sixers, not super teams. And Sixers have, you know, all their assemblage from the, the process. is possibly Celtics. But, but next, next year – Because of one player. Tobias Harris is up. Uh, for a contract, I believe yes. Jimmy Butler is up. Yes, Both Jimmy those guys Baller. leave. You 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 lost everything you processed for. If Same thing. Leave. Kyrie leaves Boston. You lost the. But that's whole what Brooklyn I'm saying. Thing. When people keep calling these teams super teams, they're not. You're looking at them because they're so good that you're like, oh, this is a super team. None of those players are stars. Philadelphia is a super the only, team. The only guy and who so was a star. The only guy who was a star going in out of all the names we've said. Yeah. All the names we've said. No one is out of college more than three years, the only guy who's a star is Kyrie. Kyrie was a star going to the Celtics, and that's oh, it. Dude, Stop Joel, calling them Joel super Embiid teams. Joel Embiid is a star. Golden State is a Gordon super Hayward team. Gordon Hayward was a star. Golden State is a super team. If KD goes to Le- LeBron's team, we're talking about the, the super Gordon team. Hayward from Indiana was a star, man. Stop doing that. Ben Simmons, <laughs> ben Simmons star. They're, they're, Embiid, star. They're, they're Butler, star. Who, what's, what, what year is... How many years has Ben Simmons been in the league? Uh... Tehran, we have to fight now. This is why I like having Tehran on. No, this it gets is the juices flowing. Okay. Exactly. Who do you guys win in? Real quick, before we get out of here, and Tommy has our live question of the week. Who who do you have winning at all? Do you go on? Are you Golden going? State. What about it you? It depends who Golden State plays. If Golden State plays the Celtics in the finals, I have Celtics winning. <laughs> if they play Toronto, I have, I have them winning. Celtics have Golden State. I will, I'll, I'll say this. Um, you know, Chuck, Chuck and Kenny actually both uh, picked the Trailblazers. <laughs> To win, that's a, that's a, that's not to win a bad the championship. Prediction. To win the championship, and they Dame, are the upset. Dame upset is team. a bad man. I do think he's better than Russell Westbrook. And the one thing that Dame always does, even if the rest of the team doesn't, is he shows up against the fucking Warriors. So I mean, I think There's I think no I still think Houston's got a shot at him. And I honestly think I do not. I, I do think, not think I think Houston the Bucks. I think the Bucks can take him to six or seven. Let and me never let know. me tell you why. Golden State and Houston are the exact same team. Yep. Golden State's a better version of that exact same team than the Houston Rockets. The Portland Trailblazers, because they're not the Golden State team, yeah. has a chance. The same way that I agree about Toronto and I agree about the Celtics. Uh-huh. Yeah. They have a chance because... Cousins is out, though. Because you're, you're correct. And this is, this is when I'm going to go Draymond. We won before we got Cousins. <laughs> so the concept is... Golden State is a great team. Let's not forget that. And let's not forget they're very good at scoring and they're actually very good at defense. And Celtics and Toronto have something that they don't have and that's the reason why I mm-hmm. see there's a possibility. But if it's not if but it's not one game guys, it's 7. Yeah. And that 7 is a distance and that distance comes to experience that, which at least the Celtics will have and Kawhi will have so yeah. you have something and it'll also go with how many people can I pass the ball to and expect them to do what I need them to do and Golden State just comes deep there at you least go. this year you got KD you got Steph it'll you got probably Clay, be you got Draymond it'll probably be the Warriors but you they're got DeMarcus they also, from the uh, with the torn ligament from the <laughs> sideline he can still make a shot they're, right? they're, they're like really really good obviously and they'll probably win obviously but they're like the 2k when you're franchising and like your chemistry's at like 62% but we'll your see. team's all 90. We'll see because they they ultimately 
ultimately, at the end of the day, every team wants to win more than they want to fight. And that's what's going to happen with Golden We State. shall see. If the they Jackson 5, win. they're going from the Hampsons 5 they to the Jacktons win. 5. Okay. <laughs> Let's call it with that. And, Tommy, do you have your life question of the week? We do a life question of the week before oh, okay. we get out All of All right. Here. Life question of the week. The uh, Democratic presidential race is heating up. New yeah. candidate Andrew Yang is talking about automation in the next 10 years. He's saying that AI is going to wipe out like 40% of yeah, yeah, just consumer-level jobs. I've seen this movie. Terminator so he, 14. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is suggesting that we implement a universal basic income, which means every single citizen from the top to the gets bottom a gets $1,000 a month. Sure. What do you think about that? As a, uh, as a I think just before I'll, I'll give it to them, the first answer, but I think uh, Terminator is one of the great franchises that has been ruined right along with Star Wars. It, it has great mythology. And they, they Christian fucked Bale it up. was pretty decent. I they like they the fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. That one was good. <laughs> But go ahead. What do you guys think? I'll be. I, I think that Andrew Yang is an amazing person. I think that he's extremely accomplished. Yeah. And he has ideas and principles. And I also think he does not understand principles of economics and doesn't understand how money actually works. And if you give everyone $1,000, that's like giving everyone $0 because – Money isn't real. So the concept is it only exists if I think someone has more than I do. Yeah, it's and based on concepts of scarcity. It does. Yeah. And I'm so sorry to express this and explain this to people <laughs> when they're like, oh, my gosh, look how expensive gas is. What, do you is. support Trump, you fascist? It's not about <laughs> Trump or not. I support economics. I have a master's in the stuff. And I, I think people don't understand. when they're, For example, when gas prices have gone up to $4, yes, they're expensive. But the minimum wage is now $12. Yeah. So it's one-fourth of your hourly wage before when it was one dollar and minimum wage was four dollars guess what people it was the same one-fourth principle yeah. so you have to understand understand economics of money yeah and if you do you realize that a universal thousand dollar base yeah that sounds nice. Guys, I didn't know we were having Adam Smith on the podcast today. Holy shit. Wealth of Nations right here. Nice to have That's actually one of my favorite. Okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's that's a great point. Yeah, no, no. You're it's, right. It's great. Other than yeah. that, I love where he's come from. Enthusiasm. That's great. Enthusiasm does not make a political figure make. Sure. So. Uh, Pete Buttigieg would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I mean, as a comic, I'm totally down with trying. <laughs> Let's just give it a shot and see where it goes from there. It's going to be at least a, a great two months. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it out after that, just eight weeks of partying, get a VCR. Oh, shit, a DVD man. player. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the reasons he's saying it are correct, though, because what you're going to have happen in this century is a disruption of the whole capitalist system. You know, this whole this whole idea of capitalism has been based on the relationships between two parties, and that's labor and capital, right? And Draymond. And Draymond and Kevin. And Kevin. <laughs> and, but with the rise of automation and AI, and AI is coming out there for every job there is. You're thinking, I'm on the stock market, uh, I, 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 I invest in oil futures, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm a truck driver, I'm this or that. There's not a job out there, including the ones we do, that AI won't eventually come for. So you're going to have this really stark problem in the 21st century for, for the very first time since Adam Smith wrote that book, The Wealth of Nations, uh, capital will no longer need labor. 
Okay. So you can know I say I mean? something? So, so something. Mark's so, sure. so something within that between here and now is going to have to change because people aren't going to have jobs. We've been winning before Kevin got here. So when it comes to the concept of this, you are correct. Uh, I understand if the model stayed the same. What we've seen is fluidity, much like sexuality, is a very big part of the economic nature of capitalism. Capitalism is based on a relationship right. between two people, but it's inherently based on the individual need to succeed or be selfish. And that's why it's a principle that works. So when people throw out words like socialism, they don't understand what it actually means. Uh, when they throw well, out that's capitalism, so people don't know what socialism people, is. They don't. Yeah. So when we're talking about AI, and I agree with you on the technological aspect, yeah. I do not agree on the economical aspect because they will find a way to capitalize on AI. Oh, I've, ar I've, already, I've already found a way. The labor. I already have, I already have the economic what? solution. It's kind of like when Uber and everything came out and it's like, oh, everything's going to collapse. It's not. The economy is so horrible. No, you don't need well, an no, no, no. There's TV. Gonna be, there's don't gonna be, buy that, there's Tom. Gonna be, like, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of hurt in this country in the next five, ten years. Like truck driver jobs are going to go away. And that's like the second most profession in, in whatever. But basically what I think is going to end up happening is basically people are going to have to own – uh, like you have shares in a company, like people are gonna have to own shares in worker output or robot output by the people they're being replaced Very by. Very dystopian. You know what I mean? Sure. So like you're not gonna, I won't own three shares of Google. What I'll own is 75% of the output of Robot 6E at the GE factory. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? I mean that's actually that? not that's actually not a bad. How do people get by now? Concept. You know, well, in nineteen in nineteen fifty five, you worked one job. You were a fucking grocer or a milkman. You could buy a house, send your kids to college. Now you got to work three jobs. You can't do that. You, you know? can't. I mean, here's the thing: it, it, uh, taxi cabs in New York used to have these things called medallions, and you would own a medallion or rent one, and then you would be able to have a taxi cab, and they were worth. Uh, up to a million dollars right before rideshare became a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, literally, absolutely. right Michael before rideshare, yeah, yeah. it was become become a thing where people would collect medallions. I could see that being I own something e right five six nine exactly. four four two, exactly. and he works and in sector nine G. I also see that uh, we're gonna break up the states until Walmartia and, <laughs> and Googly <laughs> Land. It already is and, Arkansas's Walmartia. I mean, it's all it's That's all breaking Googlia. down where this is. Yeah. They're gonna own Indiana it's gonna be like Eli Lilia. District Twelve is gonna be. I mean, it's Hunger Games is coming up, but they've been warning okay. us with. Uh, Great movies. Yo, if Jennifer Lawrence, thank you. Yes, exactly. All right, tell them where to find you, Tehran. At I am Tehran all across the board because I am Tehran and or wearing a bathrobe walking up and down Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> yes. So that's a good place to find me. Tell them. Uh, my Mark. new website's markscomedy.com. All my social media is on the front page of that. How Mark's, do you spell Mark? M-A-R-K. Oh, with a K. Comedy.com. Oh, nice. Oh, oh. That's a sweet URL, brah. Yeah, Wait a snack. Make yours some, your first name with comedy. Uh, I want the Indiana, if there's an Indiana five out there, I want Tyron to get his five. Let's get our five and let's put some screws to these boys, okay? Let's see what's good. We're going to do it, baby. What's well, really We're gonna good? You're going to have to call Jeff you Foster. Get I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, I'm going to call Jeff Foster. I will get Jeff Foster. I'll get Jeff Foster, Jimmy Chitwood, Travis Best. I'll get all the people. Travis Best is a baller. Vern Fleming, George Pooh Tech. Richardson. Uh, yo, those are Jimmy people's Chitwood. grandpas. <laughs> grandpas. That's who it is. Okay, we're done. Yo, guys, um, other than that, at Fanatics Pod, at Sean Joshi, two A's. Make sure you follow Mark and Tehran. They were great. Thank you. And uh, before we leave, here, what are we going to play you out on today? Okay. What do you mean? 
I like to play sometimes. Song. Sometimes I like to play them out on some inspirational shit. So today, bust down Tatiana. Bust down Tatiana. It will be the greatest <laughs> motivational. My grandma's speech. favorite song. Is it really? I love that fucking song. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is the greatest Rocky motivational speech of all time. Have it. a good week, Tweeps. I'll see you next week. You ain't gonna believe this. Well, you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, "This kid's gonna be the best kid in the world." This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching you. Every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I say this right before sex every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steve.